terrorize the world. Hello, horror fiends. I'm Nick. And I'm Brian, and you are listening to the podcast from the Black Lagoon. So today we're going to give you a Thanksgiving special episode. This is the 2006 horror film called Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead. So what I didn't know, originally when I watched this movie, I thought, oh, it's a B-movie, and that's that. But I, I didn't know it was part of this serious subculture trauma films uh, with Lloyd Kaufman leading it, and it was this kind of... Um, almost artful bad movie it knows what it is um ultimately those kinds of films aren't for me i have some questions about that for you that i think will be interesting to get into but um the, the movie was pretty pretty interesting and we, we should probably get into a very quick uh synopsis about what this film is basically we follow this character uh named arby and straight off the bat like first scene is a complete fucking sex scene in in uh was it like ancient indian burial grounds graveyard after that scene it takes place years later down the line we're following okay so we're following arby and he goes to like the ancient indian burial grounds but it's no longer there they completely bulldoze the the burial grounds and he is he hopes that Wendy's going to wait for him and, and never change through college. But when he goes back to the, the burial ground, um, yeah, he, he finds that this uh, American chicken bunker fast food joint has been built in its place. And there he finds Wendy protesting with a group of very radical liberal activists. One thing I was trying to keep notes about like the plot of this movie, and I kind of gave up because it really doesn't matter. Basically, the whole film is just, uh, spoilers clearly if you haven't seen the movie, um, is basically just this chicken joint is built on top of the ruins and there are evil spirits that are possessing the chicken that they make and making them kill people. And then, well, first off, let's make sure how, um, how diverse American Chicken Bunker is. <laughs> they have a... Um, horribly horribly diverse and in a very bad way they have humas hummus the the uh, she specifically says it's not humas it's hummus like the dip she like the dip a a burko wearing uh saudi arabian um and then paco bell paco bell the gay uh mexican and then there's Arby, the the white kid. <laughs> Arby, the retarded white kid. Um, every single character is completely stereotypical in every way. Yeah, and it's just kind of that. That's an ongoing joke. Um, how stereotypical all of them are, um, and it's just really offensive around the board. Like, there's no group left out. Everybody's offended. Everybody's made fun of. That's what South Park does too. Yeah. You know, they just like they just make sure everybody's being made fun of equally, and then it's <laughs> a redeeming factor. Apparently, that's you know that's what I love about this uh, this film. Like, I I wouldn't watch it again and again. 
um, but I really did enjoy it for what it was, mm-hmm. um, even though it is shock value. Before we, we, oh, we should finish the summary before we get on talking about it. Um, basically, the, the, the spirits of the graveyard possess the food, and we get what we, like chicken zombies where the people who die after eating it come back to life with chicken features and roam around killing people and basically very oh it's a musical too that surprised me i didn't know that but there <laughs> there's some musical numbers to explain plot points um and uh well the the two young lovers end up getting back together after hummus blows up the fast food joint with her bomb her under her burqa this is when it gets pretty bad so we just our last episode was what makes a horror film scary would you consider this a horror film yes and no um i think it's a it's a parody of a horror film it's not meant to be taken seriously but it has it definitely has uh horror roots to it i felt like we should talk about this because it is definitely a controversial film yeah, I was um, I was telling you earlier, almost none of the jokes landed for me. The things that were really funny to me was just how overtly horrible the dialogue was. And I knew it was on purpose. And the ridiculous musical numbers that had no reason being there, that stuff really, I thought, was very funny. But this is, this is a... Yeah, I, I call this a black comedy. It, it, it's clearly a film that reaches out and, and that people out of the kind of the horror movie niche, especially the B-movie niche, would enjoy because it has a lot of, it, it relies on similar factors like like the kind of the gross out scenes. And uh, my only, like I found almost all of it tasteless, but that's also the point. Like this is kind of like postmodern cinema here. Like the the whole point is to be kind of nonsensical no rules no boundaries no nothing we can do whatever we want and we can do it just to do it i will and i get that i get that i will definitely say this film didn't really age well for being a 2006 film i mean we're in 2018 now um yeah there would be a fucking huge uproar if this movie came out today uh oh sure (laughs) sure i don't i don't yeah, and at at the same rate, I think um, the the people who watch it, the the kind of the cult following that it would gather, they understand that it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be offensive, and it's supposed to be crazy, and that's why they love it. I totally get that. I don't question for a moment why why these kinds of movies have a following. It's very freeing. It's interesting. It's fun. It's crazy and out there. You don't know what you're going to see next. I totally get it. But you're right. I, I think the I think it is a tricky. Um, topic I think it helps that this is an independent movie studio um, apparently this movie took them like six years to make which is a clearly passion this is a passion project for everybody involved y- you said it didn't age well I I agree it felt dated but I also didn't that didn't get to me because everything in the film was subpar on purpose like nothing made me think oh this is like an this movie doesn't hold water anymore because it's supposed to be that way to some extent but now my my bigger question is, is there a future for this kind of niche? This movie and its director, it kind of seems like it's holding on to the glory days in the 90s where these kinds of films could really be successful. I mean, you sent me a link to Idle Hands. Movies like that 
that were really kind of funny, edgy, um, shock humor, like kind of bathroom humor stuff. Is this a niche that's going to be able to survive in like today's environment with horror films really getting cerebral? I don't think that in this day and age, I don't think stuff like that is going to survive at all. I think there's not enough people who, you know, like me and like me, for instance, who don't really get offended at really anything at all. So you think that this is this these kinds of films aren't going to last largely because people have changed. That's your argument that people aren't aren't as as um, detached from themselves as they used to be. They're going to get offended. They're not going to like the movie. They're going to light it up and it won't survive. You think it's more of the people changing, not the industry changing? Well, that industry isn't gonna, you know, I, I just, I don't think that there's a, there's enough, there's enough of us out there that, you know, the industry is going to say, okay, we're going to put out this very offensive horror film for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, and think about that. The, the industry, if we're talking about like kind of big Hollywood stuff, they didn't put this movie out. An independent producer did. I think that's a testament to you being right. Um, there isn't enough demand for this movie on a gigantic scale to get it, um, and that that makes sense to me. Also, even if even if it had nothing to do with people being um, easily offended or not, it's just a movie filled with content that not the majority of people probably would pay money to see. It's an edgy film, and it pushes the boundaries. It tries to gross you out and offend you, and so I, I think. I don't think it will last. I agree. And there's always going to be a cult following. That's what happens with these kinds of movies and these kinds of things. But ultimately, I don't I don't think that there's going to be a big resurgence in this stuff at all. I th- I just think it was like it was it was a fun film. That's that's all it is. It's just, you know, it's zany for the sake of being zany. And uh you know, I would probably just like sit like people down who have never seen it which i did with you and show you this film and see the reactions you know yeah it, this is this is a party movie with your really hopefully resilient friend <laughs> this is this is the kind of thing you'd put on to have a good time um it what was interesting to me is it tried to i don't know why but it tried to take on you know um kind of leftist politics and rightist politics and liberalism and conservatism and and all kinds of like it tried to take that on but not in any serious way like ultimately everything it did was shallow and it meant to be that way it would introduce all these ideas like it was going to do something with them and then just not do anything with them and it just seemed like it was supposed to be chaotic so my question was uh what was going through your head when um the director Lloyd Kaufman ends up playing as future Arby. I one thing I liked about that whole dynamic is that Arby was always so unaware of things that were blatantly obvious. Like when he discovered that alcohol killed these these chicken things, he didn't discover it. He was like like um, the the redneck guy was saying alcohol saying like by the way that's what kills these things go ahead save everybody and rb said this isn't that this isn't the time for that 
and then he kept saying, no, alcohol, like give them alcohol. And he said, fine, I'll give you alcohol. And he poured it on him and it killed him. And he said, I just don't understand what kills them. And he's just so aloof to everything. And I, one of my favorite things is they kept dropping all these hints that um, Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman, right? That Lloyd Kaufman's character was Arby as an older man. And he was just, he never got it. Even when he, he found his tattoo, they went through everything and he never, it never clicked for him. All right, so that is all we have for this episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. If you guys really like what we're doing, um, go ahead and rate the podcast, subscribe. Um, you can find us on Patreon by typing in podcast from the Black Lagoon. And, you know, just keep an eye out for the next episode.